0: Hello everyone, I'm your host, Michael May, and welcome to the Action Results Show, where the right action will get you the right results. Okay, let's continue from where we last left off. It may be of further help to know that the six steps he recommended were carefully synchronized by the late Thomas A. Edison, who placed his stamp of approval upon them as being not only the steps essential for the accumulation of money, but necessary for the attainment of any definite goal. The steps call for no hard labour, they call for no sacrifice, they do not require one to become ridiculous or credulous. To apply them calls for no great amount of education, but the successful application of these six steps does call for sufficient imagination to enable one to see and to understand that accumulation of money cannot be left to chance good fortune and luck. One must realise that all who have accumulated great fortunes first did a certain amount of dreaming, hoping, wishing, desiring and planning before they acquired money. You may as well know right here that you can never have riches in great quantities unless you can work yourself into a white heat of desire for money, actually believe you possess it. You may as well know and also that every great leader from the dawn of civilization down to the present was a dreamer. Christianity is the greatest potential power in the world today because its founder was an intense dreamer who had the vision and imagination to see realities in their mental and spiritual form before they had really transmuted them into physical form. If you do not see great riches in your imagination, you will never see them in your bank balance. Never in the history of America has there been so great an opportunity for practical dreamers as now exists. The six-year economic collapse has reduced all men substantially to the same level. A new race is about to be run. The stakes represent huge fortunes which will be accumulated within the next 10 years. The rules of the race have changed because we now live in a changed world that definitely favors the masses, those who had built little or no opportunity to win under the conditions existing during the depression, when fear paralyzed growth and development. We who are in this race for riches should be encouraged to know that this changed world in which we live is demanding new ideas, new ways of doing things, new leaders, new inventions, new methods of teaching, new methods of marketing, new books, new literature, new features for the radio, new ideas for moving pictures. Back of all this demand for new and better things, there is one quality which one must possess to win, and that is definiteness of purpose, the knowledge of what one wants and a burning desire to possess it. The business depression marked the death of one age and the birth of another. This changed world requires practical dreamers who can and will put their dreams into action. The practical dreamers have always been and always will be the pattern makers of civilization. We who desire to accumulate riches Should remember the real leaders of the world always have been men who harnessed and put into practical use the intangible, unseen forces of unborn opportunity and have converted those forces or impulses of thought into skyscrapers, cities, factories, airplanes, automobiles, and every form of convenience that makes life more pleasant. Tolerance and an open mind are practical necessities of the dreamer of today. Those who are afraid of new ideas are doomed before they start. Never has there been a time more favourable to pioneers than the present. True, there is no wild and woolly west to be conquered, as in the days of the covered wagon, but there is a vast business, financial and industrial world to be remoulded and redirected along new and better lines. In planning to acquire your share of the riches, let no one influence you to scorn the dreamer. To win the big stakes in this changed world, you must catch the spirit of the great pioneers of the past, whose dreams have given to civilization all that it has of value. The spirit which serves as the lifeblood of our own country, your opportunity and mine to develop and market our talents. Let us not forget, Columbus dreamed of an unknown world, staked his life on the existence of such a world and discovered it. Copernicus, the great astronomer, dreamed of a multiplicity of worlds and revealed them. No one denounced him as impractical after he had triumphed. Instead, the world worshipped at his shrine, thus proving once more that success requires no apologies, failure permits no alibis. If the thing you wish to do is right and you believe in it, go ahead and do it. Put your dreams across and never mind what they say if you meet with temperate defeat, for they perhaps do not know that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent success. Henry Ford, poor and uneducated, dreamed of a horseless carriage, went to work with what tools he possessed without waiting for opportunity to favour him and now evidence of his dream belts the entire earth. He has put more wheels into operation than any man who ever lived because he was not afraid to back his dreams. Thomas Edison dreams of a lamp that could be operated by electricity began where he stood to put his dream into action, and despite more than 10,000 failures, he stood by that dream until he made it a physical reality. Practical dreamers do not quit. Whelan dreamed of a chain of cigar stores, transformed his dream to action and now the United Cigar Stores occupy the best corners in America. Lincoln dreamed of freedom for the black slaves, put his dream into action and barely missed living to see a united North and South translate his dream into reality. The Wright brothers dreamed of a machine that would fly through the air. No one may see evidence all over the world that the dream soundly. Marconi dreamed of a system for harnessing the intangible forces of the ether. Evidence that he did not dream in vain may be found in every wireless and radio in the world. Moreover, Marconi's dream brought the humblest cabin, the most stately manor house side by side. It made the people of every nation on earth backdoor neighbors it gave the President of the United States a medium by which he may talk to all people of America, at one time and on short notice. It may interest you to know that McConey's friends had him taken into custody examined in a psychopathic hospital when he announced he had discovered a principle through which he could send messages through the air, without the aid of wires or other direct physical means of communication. The dreamers of today fare better. The world has become accustomed to new discoveries. Nay, it has shown a willingness to reward the dreamer who gives the world a new idea. The greatest achievement was, at first, and for a time, by the dream. The oak sleeps in the acorn. The bird waits in the egg. And in the highest vision of the soul, a waking angel stirs. Dreams are the seedlings of reality. Awake, arise, and assert yourself, you dreamers of the world. Your star is now in the ascendancy. The world depression brought the opportunity you have been waiting for. It taught people humility, tolerance, and open-mindedness. The world is filled with an abundance of opportunity, which the dreamers of the past never knew. A burning desire to be and to do is a starting point from which the dreamer must take off. Dreams are not born of indifference, laziness, or lack of ambition. The world no longer scoffs at the dreamer, nor calls him impractical. If you think it does, take a trip to Tennessee, and witness what the dreamer president has done in the way of harnessing and using great water power of America. A score of years ago, such a dream would have seemed like madness. You have been disappointed. You have undergone defeat. During the depression, you have felt the great heart within you crushed until it bled. Take courage, for these experiences have tempered the spiritual metal of which you are made, their assets of incomparable value. Remember, too, that all who succeed in life get off to a bad start and pass through many heartbreaking struggles before they arrive. The turning point in the lives of those who succeed usually comes at the moment of some crisis, through which they are introduced to their other selves. John Bunyan wrote in The Pilgrim's Progress, which is among the finest of all English literature, after he had been confined in prison and sorely punished because of his views on the subject of religion. Henry discovered the genius which slept within his brain after he had met with great misfortune, and was confined in the prison cell in Columbus, Ohio. Being forced through misfortune, to become acquainted with his other self and to use his imagination, he discovered himself to be a great author instead of a miserable criminal and outcast. Strange and varied are the ways of life, and stranger still are the ways of infinite intelligence, through which men and sometimes forced to undergo all sorts of punishment before discovering their own brains and their own capacity to create useful ideas through imagination. Edison, the world's greatest inventor and scientist, was a tramp telegraph operator. He failed innumerable times, before he was driven finally to the discovery of the genius which slept within his brain. Charles Dickens began by pasting labels on blackening pots. The tragedy of his first love penetrated the depths of his soul and converted him into one of the world's truly great authors. That tragedy produced first David Copperfield, then a succession of other works that made this richer and better world for all who read his books. Disappointment over love affairs generally has the effect of driving men to drink and women to ruin, and this because most people never learn the art of transmuting their strongest emotions into dreams of a constructive nature. Helen Keller became deaf dumb and blind shortly after birth. Despite her greatest misfortune, she has written her name indelibly in the pages of History of the Great. Her entire life has served as evidence that no one ever is defeated until defeat has been accepted as reality. Robert Burns was an illiterate country lad. He was cursed by poverty and grew up to be a drunkard in the bargain. The world was made better for his having lived, because he clothed beautiful thoughts in poultry and thereby plucked a thorn and planted a rose in its place. Booker T. Washington was born in slavery, handicapped by race and colour because he was tolerant, had an open mind at all times, on all subjects, and was a dreamer. He left his impress for good on entire race. Beethoven was deaf, Milton was blind, but their names will last long as time endures because they dreamed and translated their dreams into an organized thought." Wow, I must say, that short seven pages had a lot to go through. There are lots of gems in there, and I do recommend you pick up the book and take as much notes as you can on Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Let's go through something that Napoleon mentioned in that short seven pages. Firstly, he mentioned about the Great Depression, how the world had changed, uh, people were beginning to lose hope because jobs were, were gone. And it seems like today's climate is in a very similar situation. He also mentioned the change in terms of which people marketed themselves, talking about new books, new marketing strategies, And we're living in the age of the internet where in the past, if you have to publish anything, it costs a lot of money. To own a recorder, it costs a lot of money. But think about these days. Regardless of what position you're in financially, whether you're poor, whether you have a job or no job, whether perhaps you might be living in the streets, most of us will have a phone or some way access a phone and through these phones we can create lots of content like what i'm sharing with you right now is recorded through a phone so take heed of these seven pages because lots of gems are in there but you must remember any reality started off from a dream and through the right action those dreams became reality i hope you enjoy the show please send me an email Uh, ask me questions, or give me suggestions on topics, the best way to reach me is coach at michaelmay.co. Enjoy the rest of the day. I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.